0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope- it's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Is another edition of the High Ops
1: Podcast. Jack, another guest.
2: I know. That's all we do. We're, we're a guest pod. We're a guest
1: pod now. My brother pointed out something pretty funny that last time I tried to tease our guest by saying, "Oh, we got a Philadelphia Philly coming out." I know. Not thinking about the fact that it was going to be in the freaking title of the podcast. Well, of course, so it's going to be the title. Everyone of the podcast. saw it. So Ryan spader's going to join us yeah. later. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I knew what I knew what you were going for, but this is not radio. Yep, um, yep. thanks, Jack. I'm, thanks, ob- buddy. I'm obviously going to put in the podcast title, so I hope people click on it. Yeah. It no. was literally click, click clickbait.
1: Yeah, and it worked, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, if you listened. I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Always. And it's going to be fun when we talk to Ryan Spader coming up in just a little bit. But, Jack, first. The Phillies took two and three from the Cardinals, my friend. We said take two and three. Game one, the most listless, lifeless, flat effort you could ask for. They come back and win the next two, Jack. Like I feel good. Yeah, this is the best I I've felt good. about
2: the Phillies since the you know since the opening weekend of the season. Or the opening week, yeah, when they were still rigging and when they were like
1: seven and two or something. Yeah, yes.
2: yeah, and like so, I I went into that series thinking that they were gonna get a wake up call, like in the wrong way. <laughs> Me too, especially after Game One. It was like, oh man, they could get swept. Exactly. So, and the fact that they came back, bounced back from that, um, and for a team that I just think has been so shaky on the road, and a team that I just. Like on the road I've been so frustrated with this team Like they don't look good they look Ew,
1: and they're 6-9 and nine on the road it's not like they've been great or I guess 7-9 and nine after the win yesterday so they've been better but
2: they're getting there they're, they're inching towards there. 500 on they're, the road they're not
1: a 500 road team is the
2: point but I, I just I, I was so impressed by how this team battled Um, Friday was horrible or Monday oh. was horrible Monday was horrible hey Monday was horrible welcome
1: to the team buddy yeah Monday In, real quick on my, on my notes do you see what I did I, I made it bold Monday. the day yes, so I didn't screw it up. That's again.
2: good. Yeah. Uh, but after Monday,
1: <laughs> like you're like yeah, whatever, Dad.
2: Thanks. After Monday, you know the, the the way they bounce back. I mean, I guess I guess what we have to learn is that when they're coming off of a homestand, they go on the road, that first game's usually going to be bad, unless there's an off day in between, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm glad there's an off day in between this series and heading through KC, because hopefully they should be able to come out fresh a little bit.
1: Last off day for a while. Another 17 straight day stretch of baseball, all against non-division opponents, which is pretty interesting as right,
2: well. Right, right. But then, don't they play 27 straight games against, against the NLEs? Yeah,
1: it's a really weird scheduling curve, and it's tough, man. Like, the month of May is not an easy month for the Phillies. They got the Brewers coming up at home and on the road. They got The Rockies coming to town. They got to go to L.A. coming up. They got the Cubs. So it's going to be a – they got the Cards again. It's a tough stretch of baseball, so – for me at least, I was I was really heartened to see them take two at three and see the way they did it.
2: Yeah, and it, especially because I think the Cardinals are good, and I yeah, understand I, think I picked them to go to the World Series. I understand that, uh, like, I understand that, you know, they just came off of a four-game, or a three-game series loss, or a sweep. They got swept by the Cubs, yep. who were all of a sudden rolling, um, and, and coming back home, you'd think that they would kind of get that extra juice, and, like, I was surprised by how bad they were, like, defensively. They looked like the Phillies they last year. I was getting flashbacks.
1: Big-time, I did not want to get flashbacks, miscues. but
2: I I was getting flashbacks.
1: Yeah, it was rough. Everyone got you can't. That's the problem with last year's Phillies. Is now whenever teams play horrendous defense and just make mental mistakes and all that, we always get right brought brought right back to that
2: moment. Of course, it's awful. It is awful. I hate it. But that team, that team is bad defensively in the Phillies. I mean, they have Jose Martinez in right field.
1: Who is. A horrendous
2: defender. That,
1: I mean, they almost... He's one of the better hitters in their lineup, and they almost don't play him because of how bad he is defensively.
2: Now, I am usually not one to give the Rays any kind of uh, ideas. You I you should going to say credit. I was like, that's all we do is I give the Rays credit. You should trade for Jose Martinez. They should <laughs> trade for... He'd be a perfect DH. I mean, like, he'd he'd be a, should, he's such... Uh, why hasn't an AL team traded I for don't him know. yet?
1: It makes no sense, because he is a perfect DH. You could definitely get him at a discount, because he can't play the field.
2: I know, and he... He breaks. He rakes. Shramp breaks.
1: All right, let's dive into it game by game. Sadly, let, let's quickly get through it, but there was a lot to talk about Monday. Uh, obviously, not too worried about the offense or anything like that, as we talked about, just a flat effort, but... But... Hmm. Jack. Vinny? Vinny. Let's He's just start back? with Vinny. Bad Vinny. Let's start with that, and then we'll get into the whole Real Muto part of it all, but but just start with... with Freaking
2: Vinny Jack. So Vinny. 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 Well, welcome back. Oh, uh, it was a good little run. We you had. did
1: not miss you, sir. <laughs>
2: producing Vince Velasquez games oh it's Vince Velasquez I
1: wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy Jack
2: listen I'm not one to call for drastic measures but Rob Manfred if you want to speed up the game you should just ban Vince Velasquez (laughs)
1: I'm telling you he is Steve Traxel. he's the new human rain delay he has taken that nickname from Steve Traxel, and he has run with it and
2: it is just with it is more it is just dreadful watching him pitch Um,
1: even like again real quick even like when he pitched well like the the game against the Mets where he gave up no runs in five innings or whatever it was still brutal to watch. <laughs> he's just awful to watch. He's no fun. He's yeah, not fun.
2: Yeah, and and his problem which has always been his problem, uh well, he's rushing to the plate again, but he does not have the third pitch uh, like a lot like Pivetta, but like if you're a hitter and you're going to face Vince Velasquez, first off, you can't locate his off-speed pitches. So, if you're a hitter, you're just sitting dead red. You're just waiting for a fastball because he's going to throw it. He throws it 70% of the time. Why would you Why would you look for anything else? And if, if you see spin out of the hand, just spit on it. Yeah. Don't even think just, about just it. Just sit back, keep the bat on your shoulder. Yeah, because it's not going to be a strike. And if it is, you tip your hat, but you know a fastball is coming. You know he's going to give you a fastball hit. And even if it's going to rise and be a good fastball, like eventually he's going to get it down because he just can't do it. Like He just can't. He cannot do it. And the struggle for the Phillies right now is that Dude, a third time through the order, teams are batting have an OPS of fifteen hundred against them. OPS oh, of fifteen hundred. A third the, time through the, the order,
1: make Vinnie a reliever.
2: And Club, OPS, James. That's, James, that's, James, of- James, that's <laughs> better than peak Bonds. Yeah, it is. Fifteen hundred. It's absurd. absurd. Fifteen hundred OPS. Yeah, that should not it's be absurd. absurd. Yeah, that's not even baseball legal. I don't. No, think. No, no. Um, so a third time. That's what it is, and. Like if you're gonna pitch him and you're gonna start him, have someone warmed up for the third for the third time through the order, even if he's cruising. Use an
1: opener with him, maybe.
2: If you use an opener, get him through the and then he just takes the takes
1: fourth second through sixth or something like that. Second through fifth.
2: Yeah, sure, maybe. I or maybe he just is the opener and goes for the first two times yeah, through the order. How
1: about that? I like that. Use Vinny as an opener,
2: <laughs> man. That would hurt his ego All a little right. bit.
1: We'll get into, in a second, how long you think Vince is for the rotation. But first, the Romuto stuff comes out after. Romuto comes out and just lays it all on the table. Well, and, he had to
2: catch the human reindeer. Uh,
1: and also, apparently, Vinny just didn't want to listen to him. Comes out and says, yeah, he shook me off a bunch. Well, shook me off. Home run for yadi Molina. Shook me off. Home run for Paul DeYoung, who I called. Um... What, what, what is your take on that whole situation? Obviously, a former pitcher, you've been in those situations. I think we can all agree that of all pitchers in the universe who <laughs> should not be shaking off catchers, especially a catcher as, as talented and good as JT Realmuto, it's Vince Velasquez. But what's your take on that whole thing? Uh,
2: so, I, when I was on the mound, I personally liked uh, when my coach would call pitches and and my, I would just follow his game plan. You'd have to think. Because I, I, I didn't like to think. You know, some pitchers, like, Noel is a thinker, which is fine, because he's a feel guy, and whatever he feels, he feels like he can just dominate and go in and out and whatever. With Velasquez, like, the fact that he thinks that he is at a point to where he can call his own game... Is infuriating. <laughs> like, if there's one thing Vince Velasquez shouldn't do, it's thinking more on the mound because yes. you see how long he thinks like, way too long. He should be thinking less. Like, everything he should be doing should be, should be about thinking as little as possible and just throwing because he can't, he cannot think baseball. So he. Should never do that ever again. And hopefully on Sunday when he starts against the, the Royals, he gets back to just...
1: You hope he learned his lesson The here.
2: frustrating part for me is that Chris Young and JT Realmuto sit down, watch all the film, come That's up with a... put
1: work into it. Come
2: up with a detailed game plan as to how they're going to attack hitters and for him to not do that is infuriating. Well,
1: I, I think the fact that Romito came out and said it publicly shows how infuriated he was about it.
2: And he should be. Uh, I, I think the quotes were a little better than the headlines were, I would say. Oh, they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, I, he
1: handled it in a very professional yeah, way. Yeah,
2: he was like he, just, he, he said we couldn't get on the same page and whatever, which is professional for And I it. hope
1: he'll learn next time. And all. It was, professional for, him, it was
2: professional, for... professional for the way, what he wanted to say was like this idiot was not listening to yes. me and look what happened. That's
1: exactly, that's what he said. Said. I, I mean, for all intents, and purposes. I, I couldn't.
2: I was watching the whole game and I, I couldn't help but think what Dutch Dutch Dalton would have uh-huh. done. Like, I feel like Dutch would have just gone out and just, just
1: like, <laughs> strangled him on the mound. Like, yeah. what are you doing, man?
2: Like, listen to me. I know what I'm doing. Uh, so it was it was a very, very frustrating Vinny start. And again, like, well, you've heard Arietta this year, but has literally said, I just kind of let, let JT call the game and roll with what he's going and with. And that's
1: Jake Arrieta. And that's Jake
2: Arietta who's I, won a Cy Young. Yes, and he's and been Series. around
1: the league for a while. And, and it, all right, so, and obviously, there's a certain name in the minor leagues. Mm. Pitching pretty well. Paul Irvin? Pitching <laughs> pretty
2: By the way, so I was looking at, Cole so speaking, Irvin. Of, speaking of Cole Irvin for a second. <laughs> no, I love
1: that we're just going on a
2: Cole, Cole Irvin. Because all the old people who call us station are like, are like, we'll bring up Cole Irvin. And he's pitching well in A. So I was looking at his stats. He is a 5.8K per nine and 3.8 walks per nine. Yeah, that's he's, he's Dallas Keuchel of AAA, except Dallas is actually good. You Dallas know? Keuchel's
1: way better than well, that. I know,
2: I know, I know. But he doesn't strike anyone out, walks people. It's like
1: the David Buchanan of
2: AAA, Jack. Dude, if you can't strike out <laughs> like at least seven <laughs> guys per nine, you're not coming up to the big league.
1: No. Nor should you. You should not be allowed into the big leagues. But uh, the Pavetta of it all, just taking that out, out of the equation, just looking at the situation now, how long does Vinny have? I mean, are we talking one more bad start? Are we talking a month? Are we talking, you know, where where do you think he is in terms of, of kind of where he's at in uh,
2: terms of this rotation? I think he's got one start. I, yeah. think, I think it's this Royals start. If he can't pitch well against a Royals team that, like, they got some interesting guys. Yeah,
1: they got a guy. Well, I mean, you I, got Whit Matterfield and No, everything else how is. How dare like you, Alex dare Gordon? You. No, 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 no. And no, 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 Jorge Soler. No, you're wrong. Alberto Montero. No, keep going. Still going, huh? Yeah. Um. Who else do they have? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. my goodness. Hunter Dozier. Hunter Dozier. Yes, Hunter Dozier's been good.
2: Yeah, he's got nine homers. Yeah. Um, Hunter <laughs> Tozer How could you forget? I don't know You're a Royals. You're not a Royals guy? I should have gotten, gotten that um, I should have gotten that
1: I really actually should have gotten that If so. he
2: doesn't pitch well against the Royals I mean you heard Gabe after the game I think he was kind of hinting at Listen, he's got one start
1: Well look, they sent Pavetta down All right, And they made this big deal about how every game matters And we're bringing off up And and look, bringing off up Putting him in the rotation Clearly the right move We'll get yeah. to his start in a little bit But I don't think you can say that and then keep rolling Vinny out if he's going to keep doing what we saw. All right, moving on. Again, after that, I can't tell you how happy I was on Tuesday. Yes. After that first game to see this team come out the way they did. Let's start at the top. Nola. Well, yeah. Yeah. Before, but
2: I think I think more important than Nola. I think the reason this team it won those two games was because of what happened in the second inning, and that was O'Double getting to second base on that b- ball up the middle. You
1: mean you mean O'Double hustle?
2: The hustle, yeah. like because because listen, when you're on the road, sometimes you need a spark. You need a spark. You need a, you need a jump, and odouble getting to second base, like everyone in the dugout's like, let's go. It's in a yeah. ball game. I like uh, that, and I just think that that could, got him going. That could be something that. Well, they
1: were lifeless prior to that. Yeah, I mean, they were flat as flat could be. Right,
2: and he goes out and does that. I thought it was amazing, and I, I, a really, good series. I don't think they win that. I only win that series if they if he doesn't do that. I think it would be another fresher. I like that road series if it is if it isn't for road doable. So, um, yeah. So Nola, I it was it was back like back to, to nola and the difference between that nola and the nola that we saw early in the season is that when he was missing he was missing around the zone and when you miss it around the zone it gives it gives the hitters an idea that you you you're going to probably get that pitch i should probably swing at it mm-hmm. because it's like it could be called for a strike cuz you're that close to the zone right. what we've seen from nola in the past this year has been the ball just flying and kind of being a foot yeah, out yeah we of the talked zone. about it last pod right so um, i think the moisture definitely helped I, I appreciate gabe kapler listening to the podcast and mentioning after the game, that the moisture uh, probably did help. I mean, no I don't
1: see any other real explanation other than he listened to the pod. Yeah, so, it,
2: so so uh, hey, Gabe. Yeah, how's it going, Gabe?
1: What's up, buddy? <laughs> bring come a, on the show, hang yeah, out.
2: Whatever you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll make time. We're a guest. Pod. We're a guest pod. Where we only bring <laughs> on guests now. So come on the podcast. But he so so not only was he missing right around the zone rather than missing in the middle of the plate, uh, but he was he was getting back to pitching backwards. He was pitching backwards. He was using the changeup whenever he wanted. He threw four straight changeups at one point for strikes, and and guys are swinging over top of it. Like when has he done that this year? He hasn't. So um,
1: <laughs> I don't know if he threw one changeup all year that, <laughs> that was people were
2: swinging over top of. him. That was good. So yeah, it was it was a good NOLA performance. I think what we're, we're what we'll learn this season is that with the balls the way they are, the way they can't rub them up, the way they can't get a feel for the balls and the seams being lower is that the moisture is something that is going to help Aaron Nola. It's going to help him get into a game, make him be able to feel all of his pitches.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, this is something that is not just Aaron Nola dealing with it. We've talked a lot about a lot of the great pitchers in baseball struggling and... Well, they're all starting to,
2: they're starting starting to, to all come around,
1: but the numbers, I mean, the home run numbers all this type of stuff are,
2: it's crazy. It's
1: crazy. So So, <laughs> something happened to the balls. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's yeah no, I would say something <laughs> happened. No question about that. Uh, Speaking of home run numbers...
2: Bryce, Bryce, Grand oh, Slam. I have two more things on Nola, real okay, quick. Okay, good. 70, I, should,
1: I should have assumed you had more. Seventy
2: percent curve ball strikes nice. on on That's Tuesday huge. night, which huge. is big. And I, his arm slot is back to where it was for like where it was during the Boston starts. Oh, buddy, I know because I was I That's was a buzzword when you say the Boston start. I'm in. <laughs> Think about it, my dreams. Best pitch game since the no hitter against the Cubs yeah? for Hamels. Sure, but um. Uh, yeah, so I was looking at the, the, the arm slot numbers because I just wanted to see if he was getting back to where he was, and he was. Nice. So it's nice it's to huge. see his, his arm slot's back down to where it needs to be. We are all stations moving forward <laughs> on the Arenola <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Train. Yes. Thank God. We, we need
1: it. We need it desperately. Yes. Bryce. We, we also needed Bryce. We <laughs> needed Bryce. Smoked it. And we had talked on the last pod that even though he's been summoned, it seemed like the last couple days probably the last pod that he was at least... Hitting a few balls hard. That first game in St. Louis had that one ball, was over 100 miles per hour he hit.
2: Yeah, right in the, right in the shift.
1: It seems like he was starting to get a little more locked in. Good to see, Bryce, yeah. actually finally get a hold of one. After the multi, first multi hit game since the 5 8 game in Colorado. So uh, yeah. it was good to see. And, and do you think. All right. And see- Franzen
2: called it, too. Did he really? Yeah, he was like, he was like, he, pine, tar, he, for yeah, Kevin pine tar for breakfast. Yeah, okay, good. Just make sure we don't want to plug his first. podcast, no, because then we're giving someone else, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to divert people's attention from this
1: podcast. I hope not.
2: He had Pat Burl on last week and he called me a G-Get, a G-uh, uh, uh what it's is outrageous. Yeah, a like, G-level guest. Yeah, G-level guest. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's just sad. It's not wrong, but it's outrageous. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not wrong. <laughs> he went from Fritz to Burl. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think Pat Burl even knows who I am. Probably. Probably? You think he listens to the podcast? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, Bryce, he's slowly but surely coming out of it. Do you
1: think he's back locked in? I mean, where are um, you with Bryce right now?
2: Well, I think actually yesterday was more encouraging than the day before. That one at bat was, that was one of his best at bats in a while. Yeah, and the fact that he's putting together competitive at bat.
1: Like, he's fouling off 95-mile pair of fastballs, which he wasn't doing a few weeks
2: ago. He wasn't squaring them up, but he was right on them. I yeah. mean, they were getting fouled straight back, which means you're right on them. You're just missing the barrel a little bit, so... Like and with the two strikes, he was like widening out, widening out his stance. He wasn't doing a leg kick. He was actually trying to not strike out.
1: One well, with the no batting gloves the other day. Yeah, like but then he went to the batting
2: gloves. Second Grand Then he went, gloves, back to bat, the grand slam and went. Yeah, and then
1: I do you, like the no batting gloves. I think it's a badass move.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. How you, I don't know how you keep grip with the bat. Oh no, no, I'm not saying it's
1: smart. I'm saying it's badass. Okay. Big difference. Okay. I think he, Will uh, Myers is like one of the only guys who actually he, does it he's all the like, time. Harper swings so hard. No, I'm with you. I'm not saying he should do it. I'm just saying it looks badass. Yeah. Because it looks badass. Well,
2: he just... He, Harper's just so much... It's weird how much better he is on the road.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you put those numbers out; it's it's really crazy. We he, talked about it last pod.
2: He's been so much better on the road. He's been like it's it's not. I don't know. Maybe he thrives off the boo, off the off the actual boos from opposing fan bases, which I he gets mercifully booed everywhere he goes. Yeah. I, don't get, I don't get it. Well, he's a face of baseball. That's I know, but I mean. it's it's like what are you booing him for?
1: I to face baseball. That's I know, it's but jealousy it's jealousy is what it's it is. Just they're stop. booing him because they're jealous. Yeah. Um. One guy who has not been struggling, four hit game, <clears> goes yard as well. Reese MVP season?
2: Reese is just... Oh, buddy! Like, all right. The fact that the Phillies are in first place with the only positive run differential in the NL East... And they're
1: like plus 31. Yeah. and And everyone else is negative. I mean, they're drastic. Three and a half games up, they're in great shape right now,
2: and they haven't even started clicking on all cylinders. Like
1: we've since the first week of the season, we have not had a game where the lineup was all grooving, and even the eleven-run game, like it was not everyone like close, but we have not had it where it just feels like for multiple games they're just all clicking.
2: Yeah, and we haven't had the 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 Harper hot hot streak coming. Yes, like that's eventually coming. So absolutely coming. Listen, just just NL. I would just like to let you know, watch out. I mean, just just unless you're the Dodgers, and then you're fine. Yeah, but (laughs) everyone else were coming for you. So Hoskins. So the the big difference I've seen from Hoskins this year is that last year when he went on a slump, it would be a month. This year, his slump only lasted like a couple games. It was like a week at most. Yeah, and he's able to bounce back because he's such he is such a consistently good. He is such a good plan and and when he goes to the plate he just can execute his plan
1: and and also he's such a smart hitter that you can even see him adjusting in at bats you know in the moment you could see how he makes adjustments he's one of the smartest most studied hitters we've had here in a long time I feel like.
2: Well, and I just feel like every count, he's working at least, he's getting at least five pitches. Like, you never see it leads, him.
1: He leads baseball in pitches per plate appearance.
2: Well, he did that last year, too. Yeah. So, you know what's crazy? So, Mike Angelina texted me this yesterday. He's on pace for 200, for over 200 full counts this season. What? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is insane. He's already at 44 full counts.
1: That's that's insane. Like that is an insane. I would be interested to know what like the lead like the all time leader in that is because two hundred seems
2: like a lot. It of seems like else. it would
1: be on the very very high end of things. And
2: like the, what, what he was doing in St. Louis, sure the home run was great, but he was just line drives, yeah, all over the field, spraying the ball. Uh, I mean, he's like he's uh, just a prototypical four hole hitter. Just drives <laughs> guys in. God, I love. He's him. now he's now top three in NL RBI. Um, and I found the perfect comp for him. Did you see this the other night? I did.
1: I don't think people liked it. I'm guessing. I know. I didn't look at the replies, but I'm guessing people don't remember how good this player was for a run there. I mean, I know. this was a guy who hit 40 homers, yeah. like 42 one year. I think
2: he, he he reminds me so much of Derek Lee. Yeah,
1: Derek Lee was a really good player.
2: Derek, Derek Lee in '05 batted 335 and had a, a OPS over 1, yeah, a thousand. Yeah, good player. 50 doubles and 46 RBIs. That's like, what I'm like, saying. He
1: was a really good player. He was a very solid. I player. think people forget how good Derek Lee was.
2: Yeah. And I People think, are like screw you, Derek Lee, way better than that guy. Well, and I think I think the rest of baseball has severely underrated Reese. I mean, Reese is not talked about. It. Reese has been here for like two years and he's already just uh, mashing the baseball.
1: Well, I mean like he's hit the most home runs in baseball over that time or whatever it is. It's, it's just crazy. like
2: it's crazy. He is such a power hitter. Like, I I like I was looking at, he's 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 Goldschmidt with more power.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really fair comp. Actually, that's a, that's a good comp. The,
2: Goldschmidt Le- doesn't worse strike runner, out as much. I mean, obviously worse, Less
1: athletic than than Goldschmidt, but definitely not
2: the defender. Yeah, well, you'd say that. All are, right. you, are we sure Goldschmidt's still no. still great? No,
1: we're not. We're he's not. striking out a lot. He's 30 or whatever, 31 yeah. or something. You know, it's, 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 I think he's starting to hit that kind of decline. I thought we saw it last year. He's, he ended up where he needed to be, but had longer stretches of struggles last year than he had before. I mean, his
2: start to last year is a lot like what Bryce is going through now with the strikeouts.
1: By the way, owning Reese Hoskins on both of my fantasy teams.
2: Very fun? It's been good. Man. Are you having fun doing <laughs> I'm that? I'm
1: having a lot of fun.
2: All right. Uh, can we do, are we still on Saturday? Or are you, you going to move to Saturday, Sunday? Or, oh my God. I'm I, I don't know. Should I go to Wednesday or Tuesday? Listen, what do you think? I spent the whole night. <laughs> I have an excuse. This is what
1: you get for ripping me for this so
2: much. I just can't. We can't do it. We should just say every day. <laughs> every, every series is a weekend series. I
1: love it. I think <laughs> we should. All right. So, yeah, you got anything else on Tuesday?
2: Yes, yeah, can... on Tuesday or Sunday, like some would say. <laughs> uh, so, Edgar Garcia pitched the last inning he did. Of, of Saturday. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. This is amazing. This is a day made right here. Day Edgar Garcia made. pitched the last inning on Tuesday. Yes. He also pitched on Monday and did not look that great. He looked much better on Tuesday. On Tuesday. His slider, He's been
1: at one game, his
2: slider does have some juice to it. I, I everything moves. It's a nice slider. Yeah. It's, it's a hard slider. I can see why guys have trouble timing it up. Fastball's, yeah, not great. But uh, he could basically he, he I think he's gonna be serviceable for this team. I, I like this slider a lot. I want to see what he's gonna do in more high leverage situations. But in
1: okay, I like him in on Edgar. He's got good juice. I like it. All right, let's move on to Wednesday or Sunday, Sunday. <sighs> for your purposes. Eikhoff. man, Eikoff. He's amazing. Eikhoff. Jared Eikoff.
2: He threw more sliders than fastballs.
1: Eight shutout, three hits, three walks. My man looked awesome.
2: You know what I love about against
1: I- a very good Cardinals lineup.
2: You know what I love about ikoff is he just gets the ball and goes. Yeah, he's and- a, he just goes, man. He's just like, all right, I'm back on the mound again. Let's go, let's go. And he's like, he he's not your prototypical like bulldog, but he just is a bulldog. And honestly, couldn't can't you see Eichoff pitching in a postseason series? Like I just see him. I just see him. Pitching. He has that feel to him. Yeah, of a guy, you know, in that Blanton kind of role. Like he, he has a, he has a little Blanton to him. So
1: you're saying he's gonna, uh, uh, gonna home on? Get a job. Yeah. Okay. Good, I yard. like it.
2: I like it. Um, uh, so I, I, Ikhoff is just. He has the perfect breakdown right now. He knows when to use his fastball, which he's, you talked about last show as well. Yeah. I mean, his fastball is. N- n- it was. It, it, it average velocity on Wednesday was 89 miles an hour. That's not blowing anyone away. But when you throw the amount of off-speed pitches that he has thrown, it's 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 it looks like ninety-four, and it's hard to, to square up. That's that's called pitching, unlike with it's Velasquez. Pitching. And, and the the one thing we definitely and one to put in the inventory is you should trust guys who know how to pitch. Yeah. And what we've learned this year is that Eflin and Eikhoff know how to pitch. Pavetta and Velasquez don't really know how to pitch mm-hmm. yet like they, they obviously have elite arms but they just don't know how to pitch Jared Eikhoff knows how to pitch and what he did yesterday and what I found so interesting with his slider like his slider kind of moves like his curveball um but it's 85 so that when he throws his curveball guys are, are geared up for the 85 but they see 77 and they're all the way out in front of it and, and can't create hard contact off of that um also Jared Eikhoff only two barrels this season.
1: Wow. Which is crazy. That's that's surprising, actually. Yeah.
2: And barrels is like, if it's like if balls that are barreled have an expected batting average of like 500 or something. I thought it was higher than it's, that. I think it's higher than yeah. that. It's, like, it's like basically a ball's just smoke. Yeah. I
1: thought it was like 650 or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, like that.
2: guys just haven't barreled up off at all this season. So um, really good to see. And honestly, just an amazing dude. And like every time I hear him talk, I'm like, ah happy for just him. Just love that dude. Look again. He, he couldn't he could he, barely he had he, carpal tunnels. was basically. out of baseball
1: for over a year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know it's it's a good story, and and it's crazy to think that I mean, he's locked in. The Jared Igo's not going anywhere, obviously. The RA's
2: under two Yeah, now, he's right? been
1: great. He's been great. Uh Cesar, I think the other big takeaway from yesterday. Been at 305. Had a nice day yesterday, obviously. The Homer.
2: Does uh, he still blow? Been better. <laughs> been better.
1: <laughs> um where are you at with Cesar? Uh, I and, mean, and should he be leading off? And it, no,
2: no. Yeah.
1: I don't. I, I just. I mean, I'd be all right if he was, but I think it's if, if to lead off, he should lead off.
2: Yeah, and I think that what a lot of people are forgetting with leading off is, and what makes McCutcheon so good. Not only is it the OBP, the it's possible the pitches, home runs. No, no, no. It's it's the base running.
1: Oh well, like, that too. It's a great point. Do you
2: really want Cesar's base running at the top of the lineup? It's a good point. Like, I like
1: that. It's a really good extra angle on it.
2: Like McCutcheon goes first to third. With ease. Like, him, ease. him and Real Muto are unbelievable in terms of going from first to third. Mm-hmm. So, just from a base running standpoint, from a getting on base standpoint, I don't see any reason to move McCutcheon unless McCutcheon wants to bat sixth or whatever. Um,
1: right. That's what I'm saying. If you talk to McCutcheon, McCutcheon's like, yeah, I'd love to produce some runs, hit in the sixth hole, whatever. Like, sure. But my guess is is he's going to want to stay in the lead off hole and keep
2: him in the Yeah. Left. And he's just fine there. Uh, and today's our... Cesar's always been a good offensive player. Like, that's never really been the problem people have had. Um, And he's, well, I guess people have said he doesn't hit home runs, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, Got a couple. Yeah. uh, He hit one yesterday, but the defense. Has been fine. He hasn't had a, He hasn't had one of those colossal errors. He hasn't had a,
1: a bonehead mistake in the last couple of weeks, which is
2: probably a good sign. Like maybe yeah. he's starting to get on the right. Like his, I do think that when he goes into the tank, it's when he gets in his own head a little bit, and maybe he kind of got past that, and now we can just get fine. Cesar, but the problem is, is like, what are you going to do in Kingery healthy? Like, well, that's the issue we talked about. You it. can't I, take Cesar out of the lineup. Not
1: right now. You can't.
2: You can't take Gene Segura out of the lineup. No. Franco's been fine. Like he's been good. Cesar's been better than Franco. Yeah, he has been. I know. He has been. And Franco didn't have a good series in St. Louis. Third base Kingery, <laughs> but, but, but Franco is also playing. <laughs> no, I know. Fine, so I know
1: they're gonna have to. It's gonna. It's it's. Look, playing fine. In Gabe's center? gonna have to figure it out. Gabe's gonna have to figure it out because Kingery's gonna deserve playing time. Obviously. Well, we'll see how he does coming back. He has to come back and be. Look, I know. But it should be interesting. Uh, anything else from Wednesday before we move on?
2: Uh, yeah. So Sir Anthony pitched the ninth. Yes, and clean ninth. For a Sir clean Anthony. ninth. And the one thing I noticed was that he was getting more depth to his slider. Ooh. So what 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 has been what has been a problem for Sir Anthony recently is like his his slider has just been spinning. It's not really breaking at all. Um, but I thought he did a nice job. I think he, he threw it a little bit softer, I would say, um, and it did get more vertical bite to it. And he got his his sequencing to Marcelo Zuna in the ninth inning was just phenomenal. It was three straight sliders, all ninety miles an hour. All had the bottom fall out from underneath them, and I was looking on his Brooks baseball page, and it was the most his slider has moved vertically all season. Um, so that, I think that, that I think that comes back to Chris Young, and I think that comes back to video um, watching how guys are doing, um, because I think that he went back, looked at the tape, saw how the ball was coming out of his hand, and made an adjustment. And I thought his slider looked phenomenal when he packaged his slider with 97. It's just it's it's hard to to square up. I want to see him start pitching inside more of this fastball because I think he's hard to square up with an inside fastball. He lets it out over the plate a little bit too much, and guys can just extend on it. But uh, a positive for Anthony outing. We'll see if the slider can continue that way.
1: All right, coming up in just a few, we'll look ahead to the rematch of the 1980 World Series as the Phillies will add to Kansas City to take on the Royals. But first,
2: guest time. Ryan Spader. Wow. I don't know. You just—I thought you were waiting for me. to time. I know. I thought you were waiting for me to say something. <laughs> He <laughs> was a pregnant boss.
1: And I'd like to welcome in, as all we do on this show is have guests.
2: We're a big guest pod. We're guests.
1: a guest pod now. All of a sudden, it happened. <laughs> and this one, I'm really excited to welcome on one of my favorite follows on Twitter. If you're not the following goat. Ace of Spader on Twitter, you're absolutely doing it wrong. And we're having him on to talk about his book, Incredible Baseball Stats. You can go out and get the book and meet Ryan Spader himself at PJ Wheelhands. In Newtown Square at 3 p.m. on Saturday, the one, the only Mr. Stats himself, Ryan Spader. What's up, brother?
3: Well, wow, I, I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. But, uh, yeah, James it. does that a lot.
2: Like you know, these guys come on and like I don't know if I can ever live up to like. The, <laughs> well, meanwhile, James just craps over me for the whole podcast, so it's like I don't even know why I show up to this. What's up, Spades?
3: Not much, brother. Appreciate you guys having me.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry for me like pumping our <laughs> guest up. Next time, I'll be like, all right, we're talking to Ryan. What up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, How yeah, are yeah. you? <laughs> 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 now we're really excited to have you on, and I really mean it. Like, forget everything else. You know, go go get everything else. Get the book and all that. But very easily, just click on Twitter and follow Aces Bader because it will make your days better. Uh, all right, Ryan, let's let's dive in. We're gonna get to the book, and we're gonna get some stats out of you as well. But but really quickly, you're also a Philly guy, a Philly fan. What do you think of the team so far this season?
3: Um, I guess uh, people are a little bit disappointed in Bryce Harper so far. Me personally, not so much. Uh, he's kind of on a long leash from me. This is an entirely new situation for him. Um, and the fact of the matter is, he's still getting on base. Uh, I said this to Jack a little little ways ago, but I've been tracking it. He's oh, in front of uh, our boy Reese Hoskins, and he's, uh, Hoskins is performing. Incredibly, when he does so, uh, so Hoskins is batting four twenty nine, five fifty six, one thousand with sixteen RBIs and twenty seven uh, plate appearances following a Bryce Harper walk. It's pretty good. So, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'll take that. And um, but uh, overall, I've, I've been happy with the team. Um, it was it was tough when we saw Segura go down and Kingery go down when it, it, it looked like he was having a uh, starting to have a breakout season, but um, the team. Uh, I, I really like Segura because um, he's kind of like our, our Jimmy Rollins now. If he goes, we go. And um, I, I, I haven't pulled the numbers, uh, updated numbers, uh, as I'm prepared for this uh, this interview. Oh, way to go. <laughs> but, no, look uh, at you. But uh, Segura, the Phillies, uh, with Segura in the lineup, they're um, uh, playing 667 ball. So wow. he, 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 anytime he's in there, the, the team goes.
1: Yeah, who would have thought Gene Segura would be the most important offseason acquisition? The straw that, that stirs <laughs> the
2: drink. Gene Segura. Not mean, mean Gene. Not Bryce Harper, not J.T. Realmuto. Muto. Gene Segura. Yep. Uh, to Spades, what have you thought of uh, of this pitching staff so far? I mean, Nola got off to a slow start, um, but it looks like he's starting to turn it around a little bit. Eikhoff's been incredible. Uh, Vinny's taking a little bit of a step back, I would say. But well, what, have you, what have you made of this starting staff so far?
3: I, I like the staff, however, I, I, I feel like it's incomplete. Um, you mentioned uh, Vince Velasquez. I, I really wish this team would just pay Dallas Keuchel, put him in the rotation, and move uh, Velasquez to the uh, back end of this bullpen. Because if you look at Velasquez's numbers, he's stellar the first time through the lineup. And then, then he starts uh, I don't know if they figure him out. I, I, I kind of hate that lazy school of thought, but uh, he starts to struggle. So it, it, to me, that, that reads reliever, especially the way that he throws. Um, Nola, you mentioned him struggling, but uh, I saw the great Jack Fitz Fitz. I messed up your name. Yeah, not, not, not me. <laughs> Well,
1: you also messed it up by saying the great. Yeah, him, yeah, so. yeah.
3: He, The <laughs> brutally average. Washed up the
2: division <laughs> two pitcher, Jack
3: Fitz. Had, had some fantastic uh, tweets about his uh, his arm angle, and um, if, uh, if it's it's is saying that he's uh, he's back, and I'm I'm sold on it. And wow, then, a lot of credit you know, for Jack there. Yeah, yeah! And then um, you got uh. <laughs> Uh, Eflin, who actually leads this team in more, which is hard to believe. That is hard to believe. That great. is crazy. That is really hard to believe. Yeah. And then um, Arietta, he's, uh, he's been a, a lot better than what we got last year. And um, then, like you said, Ike off. He's been a terrible joke, but he's been Ike on. Fantastic. Ooh. Mm. I, I expected
2: Seltzer to make that joke <laughs> well, I am to da- I'm a dad, you know. so these are the kind of jokes You're I can make. You're not even 30 yet. You can't make that <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a dad joke. That was such a dad joke. All right,
1: Ryan, we can't have you on a not talk Hall of Fame. For those who don't know, Ryan, it's one of Ryan's corners, I would say, Ryan.
2: I mean, Ryan has single handedly gotten Tim Rains in the Hall of Fame. He's gotten Edgar Martinez in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, my
1: man's got some sway when it comes to the Hall of Fame. So we're going to get into a couple of specific Phillies in a second, but I want to ask you a general question about the Hall of Fame because. It is probably my number one thing that I get most angry about on a year-to-year basis is the Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, steroid of it all. Where do you come down on that whole thing, on should those guys be in the Hall, the the whole situation?
3: There's absolutely no question that they should be in the Hall of Fame. The fact of the matter is, players... This whole whole portion of the the podcast
2: is going straight to Glenn Mack
3: now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, fantastic. Glenn loves my tweet about Barry Bonds. (laughs) I actually to get the um, five dollar pints on Saturday. I had to promise them I'm not going to tweet about uh, well, about bonds on um, for two weeks. Okay, <laughs> a two week well, ban this on is, bonds. See, this is
1: how we're skirting now. You're not tweeting. You're talking about it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <day. laughs>
3: Very good. So uh, yeah, Bonds and Clemens, no doubters. Um, guys in the Hall of Fame now. I know of guys who are in the Hall of Fame who have used steroids. Uh, and I can't, you know, say any names because obviously not public. But uh, I have on very good authority. There's several guys in there who who are used. And um, the fact of the matter is, you know, Henry Aaron, Willie Mays, these guys were known uh, amphetamine users, yes. and people always uh, do the argument that yeah, well are stronger than amphetamines and that may be although I've had I've talked to guys who've taken both and a lot of them say that the amphetamines work significantly better I've in terms heard of the same
1: it. thing for like a grind of a baseball season that the amphetamines actually were more helpful
3: yeah and so if these we got Henry Aaron and Willie Mays who were taking that stuff. And then Tom House, who's uh, Tom Brady's personal throwing coach, has gone on record saying that him and his teammates were taking everything they could get their hands on, steroids, injectables. And uh, House, as you well know, uh, caught Henry Aaron's 715 home runs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying Aaron did anything other than the one time he took amphetamines that he admitted, but um, I, uh, I'm inclined to think that there's, there's a lot a lot more drug use in the Hall of Fame than we're willing to admit. Ah,
1: oh, thank you for your... That was a, perfect. Like, I, I couldn't answer that better myself. It drives me crazy. It's one of... I, I get so angry. It, the, and then on top of that, all the guys who played then, there's a lot of guys who were taking steroids then, too, who haven't come out or haven't gotten caught or whatever. But anyway, let's talk Phillies. Is Jimmy Rollins a Hall of Famer?
3: It's, so, I got to answer this question the other day, and it's difficult for me to say uh, yes or no. And that's a kind of a cop out answer. So I will tell you that I, I can vote for him. However, if he got in the Hall of Fame, I would be all for it. I would celebrate his case. Um, fortunately, I, I don't have to deal with the fact that, that uh, I have a Hall of Fame vote. I just you know, try to persuade other people who do. <laughs> but um, if you look at Rollins' career, it's very similar to. Um, uh, Barry Larkin, for example. Um, both of them had the MVPs, uh, a couple stellar seasons. Um, but I, I will say this. If we let a guy in like Omar Miskel, who had a, an OPS that was 17% below uh, league average for the duration of his career. Freddie Galvis Sagan, Omar? Say again? Freddie Galvis Val- Vizquel? <laughs> <laughs> if Omar Miskel gets in, Jimmy Rollins absolutely has got to be a Hall yeah, of Famer. I agree. Because... My opinion is the writers, uh, oftentimes, there's so many who are great, but there's a lot of them who try to stay ahead of the curve, and they think they're in the know in terms of what, how valuable uh, all-time great defense is. And the fact of the matter is we just don't actually know what that value is. This is very similar to what we saw in the 80s. Steve Bedrosian won the 1987 Cy Young Award uh, for the Phillies, but he didn't deserve it, and he only won it because he was like this new thing, oh, a 40-save closer, like this is huge. And it wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't the you know huge thing that the writers made it out to be when they voted him as a uh, as a um, Cy Young Award winner. And so uh, I, I, I think the fact of the matter is Jimmy Rollins was a great defensive shortstop. He was a good offensive shortstop. Omar Vizquel was a terrible offense offensive player, but he was fan, like head and shoulders above his peers in terms of defense. I, I, but I don't think that makes up for. The difference between uh, his defense, his stellar defense, and Rollins' just great defense, and his awful offense versus Rollins' uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good uh, short or pretty good um, bat from the shortstop spot. Now, what
2: about what about Chase? Because me and James both are under. We both think that Chase Utley, at his peak, was obviously a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and he's he's going to be the classic case of he is his five year peak was of that of one of the five best second basemen of all time, but obviously the injuries and whatnot, and yeah, he played forever, but he wasn't great as the years went on. Where Do you think Chase will get in, or do you think it's going to be one of those just not long enough doing it greatly?
3: Um, I think Chase is a Hall of Famer. I, I would definitely vote for him. Uh, having said that, I think he's going to have a tough time. Um, I think he's going to hover like some 50 to 60% or so, but you mentioned the five great seasons. You know, he's... One of every single second baseman who's had at least five, seven more seasons is in the Hall of Fame. Utley put up numbers during that five-year peak that were untouched throughout history by second basemen um, uh, dating all the way back to uh, the Jackie Robinson days and even the Roger Hornby days, untouched by them in um, a, even a single season. And we're talking of five seasons, and Utley was... No wow, slouch outside those five great seasons. He was still very productive. You know, you were getting three, four uh, wins above replacement out of him. So, um, at least, absolutely for me, Hall of Famer, uh, he, he's got to get in. And I'm really hoping that um, uh, the writers see the light, so to say.
2: Well, I mean, you campaigned for Tim Raines, you campaigned for Edgar. I think your next one has to be a hometown guy. I mean, you're you're now you're now your campaign is getting Chase Utley. Use of your there.
3: power for good, Ryan. <laughs> well, I I mean, I think it was when uh, Jack was uh, in diapers, but um, uh, I did do an article for uh, Chase Utley as a Hall of Famer for the Sporting News back when I was writing for them. Um, I joke in diapers. He was in college, I suppose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I have done some stuff on uh, Utley, and that's something I'll continue to do. Um, I, and I'm also going to continue to push for Scott Rowland, who I, I definitely think is a Hall of Famer as well.
1: Yeah, we like him less here, but I agree with you. He probably deserves to be. In. And, and regardless, Edgar and Tim Raines were both, no doubt about it, all famers as far as I'm concerned. So thank you for your service. And again, you can meet Ryan Spader. Just go out at uh, the PJ Williams in Newtown Square. Get 3 some wings. p.m. on Saturday. Get some wings. They have great wings. Great wings. Wing bowl wings.
2: Wing bowl wings. How about that? The official wings of the now dead wingball.
1: And yeah, the RIP. And if you get the book, you can go out there and you can also read the forward by Wade Boggs and Lance McCullers. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, D- that, 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 that's okay. No biggie. Uh, all right, Ryan, um, we can't have you on here and not ask for a stat or two. Uh, give us something awesome.
3: Just give me a player. I'm going to try to go off
1: the top of my head here. What do All right, uh, let's go. Uh, um, hmm.
2: You've been doing a lot of Reese Hoskins stats recently. I was going to go historic. I like well, I that. Just gave, I gave you the Reese okay.
1: Hoskins number to kick off. Give me, here, give I'll me I'll give a Mike Schmidt stat after that. After Hoskins, give me a Mike Schmidt one.
3: All right. Well, something on Hoskins that I absolutely love is this guy, uh, very similar to McNeil with the Mets, has progressed at every single level. He, in college, he had a um, 907 OPS, and then he took it into the minors to 904, and now he's sitting at 916, uh, excluding last night's game um, from those numbers. But it, it, he's progressed at every single level. You're talking about a guy who has been over 900 every single level from uh, NCAA until... Major leagues and um, on Schmidt, I'll give you my favorite Schmidt fact of all time: um, Mike Schmidt, five hundred forty-eight career home runs, as we all know, but uh, his final career hit as a uh, as a major leaguer was actually a bunt single. Believe it or not.
1: Get out of here.
2: And then he retired.
1: Yeah. And then he retired. I love that. All right, one more, just because you wrote the foreword for your book, and because I think he's criminally underrated historically. Wade Boggs, give me a great Wade Boggs stat.
3: Uh, Boggs absolutely underrated. Um, Probably my favorite fact on Boggs is that in his 58th career at-bat, he singled to center field, and um, his career batting average, even though it was just 58 at-bats at the time, was bumped to 328. It never again fell below that mark. and that ended up, yeah, that, That's what he ends up with. That is right. so
1: cool. I love those ones that you do. Yeah, Ryan, again. And, and um, Tony, the Tony Gwynn yeah, the, the best ones one. Yeah, the Tony Gwynn one's amazing. Like It was like 3,000-something at-bats and could still be over 300 or something.
3: Uh, Tony Gwynn is, I I, I, guess, I'm just, I should be ashamed of myself that I know this off the top of my head, <laughs> but it's 1,183 yeah. um, uh, at-bats that he could uh, go over and still have a 300 batting average. But um, the Gwynn one that everybody loves is just the fact that he faced uh, Maddox 107 times in his career, uh, more than any other pitcher, and he batted 415 with zero strikeouts. The man was the master.
1: (laughs) All right, one more. I lied that it was the last one. Just because, just for. And his
2: birthday's today, Tony
1: Blair. Yeah, good point. Just for Glenn now. And there are so many amazing. They're all the best, but give us your favorite bonds. (laughs)
3: Well, I'm going to say my favorite bonds. So that's tough. There's one that I. Because there's so many great ones. There's so many where you're like, how is this possible that this guy did this? All right, I'm giving you two because, first of all, I'll tell you, he could. His 762 home runs could be converted to um, strikeouts, and he would still have a higher career on base percentage and a lower career strikeout percentage than Mike Schmidt, Get Samson, out of Sammy here. Sosa. Yep. What? James. What? Jackson. Yep. Yo,
1: Ryan, that is that is like <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That is so amazing.
3: And I got to give you this last one. Um, and then I feel like I'm talking your guys' heads off, but Barry Bonds, this is my favorite because I've done it, um, it's the karaoke video that Still ended up doing a story on, and I got so much trash on Twitter for doing Barry Bonds stats during karaoke, uh, but Barry Bonds. Once hit eighty home runs over the span of one hundred and sixty games, and he slugged nine twenty one during that one hundred sixty uh, oh, game span. That's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. Oh,
1: my. Buy this man's book. Yeah. Incredible baseball stats. You will not regret it. You'll get gems like that. Follow him on Twitter, Ace of Spader. You can get it for free as well. And go hang out, PJ Wheelands, three o'clock on Saturday in Newtown Square. Ryan, man, thank you so much for coming on with us.
3: Gentlemen, thank you very much. See you, Spades. Later.
1: That was awesome. Thank you to Ryan Spader for joining us. Go check out his book signing on Saturday. Fritzy. Uh coming up, uh, we will of course um touch on the sad news that happened in Philadelphia yeah. this week. But first, let's look ahead to this Royals matchup, rematch of the nineteen eighty World Series, Fritz. And just
2: as much hype around this matchup. How
1: about that? Believe it or not, I was not alive to see the nineteen eighty World Series, really? Jack. I know. Shocking.
2: Ah, oh, I thought this was like your high school days. <laughs> I thought it was like Right around your prom Wasn't it
1: (laughs) Oh man (laughs) Good times Jackie Good times In your high school prom Good times All right, Uh, Tonight Or tomorrow night Yes Friday uh, Royals uh, Phillies Royals will start off uh, Homer Bailey Homer Bailey, still in the major league. I can't, I can't believe
2: Royals. guys still give him jobs. I guess he just pitches every day, every fifth day. So sure. So he'll, he'll physically throw the baseball um, and most likely get lit up, which he has so far this season. Homer Bailey is one of the biggest wastes of talent I've seen in my yeah. life. I mean, guy threw no-hitter. Well, you know what's embarrassing? Like, Mike Fires should not have two no-hitters. He has two
1: no-hitters. <laughs>
2: he should, should never He has have.
1: two no-hitters. You want to hear something else about it? Mike Fires has thrown two complete games in his career.
2: And they're both no hitters. They're both his no hitters. So annoying. It,
1: I, I hate that. I'm with you, but you know it happened. Look, Bud Smith threw a no hitter, but I'm with
2: you. I know. Um, Homer Bailey is garbage. He <laughs> garbage. He was in that two. He pitched in that 2011 series. Didn't he sure did. Like, he's just been around forever. Homer Bailey is so. I just if they. Uh, Homer Bailey stinks. They have to beat Homer Bailey. They have to. If they I mean, lose they to Homer have, Bailey. They have to beat
1: Homer Bailey. Ariette on the hill. You I know, feel good about Ariette, obviously. And there's going
2: to be like six people there. I mean, the, no one goes to Royals you games. You think anymore. there's
1: going to be six people there?
2: There's No no one goes to Royals <laughs> Might games. be two people there. Uh, no, it's a weekend series, so. Yeah, yeah maybe they'll, some people they'll come show. out.
1: It's a fun stadium. Have you ever been to Coffman Stadium? Nah. It's a nice stadium. Like the the, the fountain and center. It's a It's a cool stadium. Nice.
2: Yeah, it's it still should be a ballpark that they light up.
1: Yeah, well, it's a pitcher stadium, so hopefully the pitchers can get it going. So we got oh, uh Arietta versus Bailey, Zach Evelyn against Brad Keller. Have you got a chance to see Keller pitch? I like Brad Keller. Yeah, I do too. That's why I
2: asked. Yeah, I think, I think he, he's solid. I think he's an interesting, interesting guy. Both him and Junis, I both like a lot. Yeah,
1: Jake Junis against yeah. uh, Velasquez on
2: Sunday. So um, yeah, Keller. I think Keller is a, a, an interesting pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think he's got some talent. Uh, I think the Phillies might have their work cut out for him. Kinda. I mean, he's not like unbelievable, but I think he's. Good enough to cause a little bit of problems. I I like Brad Keller a little bit.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I like him better than I like Eunice. Or is it Eunice or Eunice? You're my expert. I say Eunice. Jacob Okay, let's go Jacob Eunice there. It was Jake and then he changed it to Jacob. He's like, no. What do you think about people who say, no, call me by my full name when they called the other name for a while? Uh,
2: Did
1: you see how about Zach Wheeler changing from, that was the weirdest. I thought it was Britain. Or Britton, it was Britain, Yeah, that was the
2: weirdest. Changing yeah.
1: from Z A C H to Z A C K. Yeah, like, that, that's super weird. It's like, come
2: on! I'm glad we didn't sign him at this point. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want Zach Britton near this yeah, team. Yeah, I'm with you. That's like that alone. I'm out on you. Yeah, um, yeah. So Eflin, I mean, it's a bad. The, the Royals are a bad offensive team. Uh, so Vince Velasquez, what could be his last start as a Philly? I like that. On so, Sunday. so we
1: are saying the high hopes official position. If Vinny sucks on Sunday,
2: he's out. Out. He is out. Um, the Royals. They're going to run a lot. It's going to be... It's going the be,
1: only team in baseball that runs. Man, they run like crazy. It's going to be a busy weekend
2: for JT Real Yeah, eh,
1: Good thing we got a catcher who's gonna throw people out, right? Yeah. All right, uh, before final thoughts, let's take a second well, here.
2: Well, before this... You got more on the Royals? Get, yeah, we got to do our Kurt Suzuki.
1: Oh, my God. See, we only did it once. I always forget about... Yeah. Our new award. All right, oh, C-
2: and you. I would say you won the first round of the Kurt Suzuki I Award. I did. Marcel Zuno, I don't think got a hit. And Paul DeYoung homered. And Paul DeYoung.
1: Granted, the Phillies didn't get killed by anybody, which was great. Yeah,
2: no one really lit up the Phillies. It was Okay, shocking.
1: and and just to be clear, we're not trying to pick the best player on the team, right? We're trying. I mean, like, because Whit Merrifield is yeah. the obvious answer, but non Whit Merrifield Kurt Suzuki Award winner. Who you got?
2: Mm. Uh... <laughs> hmm. Hmm going to go with your boy? I'm going to go with Hunter Dozier. Yeah. I mean, Hunter Dozier... Dude, Hunter Dozier has an OPS over a 1,000 right now. He's been great. Yeah, He's 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 been sneaky. Three, bang, 331? He's bang 331. Yeah, is he going to kill us this weekend? Probably. I feel a Kurt Suzuki. Probably. Martin Maldonado? All right, my Kurt Suzuki Award winner. God,
1: I hate him. It's Alex Gordon. Ah, oh, the worst. He's been great, and we have a bunch of right-handed pitchers. He's left-handed. Hits righty as well. Alex Gordon. I'm gonna win the Kurt Suzuki
2: award. Ugh. If, if, if if it's Al's Gordon's gonna suck. If Alice Gordon torches us, I'm n- I'm not watching Phillies baseball ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! A lot <laughs> in line this year. Yeah, this is
1: who knew? <laughs> Who's got more in line? Vince Velasquez are you? I'm gonna say you. Me. All right, um, we'll get to our final thoughts in a minute, but but just to take a second, obviously, you know, we're not the first to talk about it. In fact, I think one of the most amazing things about David Montgomery passing a couple days ago was the outpouring of emotion from across the sport. I mean, people you would have never even thought had anything to do with the Phillies or with David Montgomery are or, or talking about he's the greatest person they ever met and all this stuff. And yeah. I, I think at least for me, the I never got to meet Dave Montgomery, but literally every person you ever talked to, whether it was all the stuff yesterday or just people at the station who met him or fans who met him, every single person had one thing to say, best guy you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like he was just, the nicest, best guy, and uh, it's a huge loss for the Phillies.
2: Yeah, and I think I think Dave Montgomery is the reason why. When players leave here, they always are drawn back to come back to Philadelphia. Like guys will spend a year here, but they'll, but they'll love <laughs> Philadelphia. Point. And I think that's because Dave Montgomery is one of those people that you know uh, just create that family atmosphere. And I think he created that with the Phillies. And I mean, he's been instrumental in getting us a new ballpark. Yep, and,
1: it was. He's as big a reason as anybody that Citizens Bank Park
2: is there. And he's just as big a reason as to the All Star Game coming here in 2026. <laughs> so, I mean, just his relationship with Rod Manfred. How he's never asked for anything from Rod Manfred, and He's like, hey Rob, one thing you know before I pass on, I would love for the All Star Game to come here. And Manfred said, yeah, sure, we'll do it for for you. So I think that's that's a huge sign uh, of just how amazing of a guy Dave Montgomery, and the respect was. he had within the sport. Yeah, so just a huge loss, huge loss for the team. Um, I mean, seventy two, like, that's crazy. It's I mean, way too young. Yeah, so um, yeah, big loss for the team, big loss from the the Phillies family. What makes them such a great close family um, has been Dave Montgomery. So obviously and thoughts out to his family.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. And again, just if you have a chance, go look at, at social media, at you know all the the articles that have been written. You know, Jason Stark had a great piece on the Athletic that's free. Obviously, a lot of the local writers who've been around for a while. Jim Salisbury had a, a wonderful piece on him as well. So uh, worth the time to go check it out. If you don't know a lot about what David Montgomery meant to the team or the city or all that, um, certainly lost a, a Philadelphia legend this week. So uh, R.I.P. And uh, like you said, thoughts and. Per is out to his family. All right, Jackie,
2: final thoughts, my friend. Final thoughts, uh, definitely thoughts, because I got three. Always, Jack. I got, Always, my I friend. Got three. That's why I say
1: final thoughts. Um, I used to say final thought. I've learned.
2: Yes, that's, that's a good idea by you. Actually, I have four. Um, <laughs> Moniac is You'll bat- have five by the time you're done. Moniac is batting 296 since coming that. out of the bio, so you're welcome. Thank you Mick. for
1: taking him out of the bio. Good work from um,
2: you. Over the last 10 games, the Philly starting staff. ERA is 3.2. If you take out the Velasquez starts, it's 2.29. Wow, man. It's really good. It's really good. Um, Vinny, and... All right. uh, My last one's like a a thought, so I'll get the the, the one out here. Good, good, good. Yes. So, I put it on Twitter, but I want to bring it up here. Player A. Their start to their 2003 season coming off of getting a massive contract oh, I saw this. from the Philadelphia. This is, a gr- this is great stuff, right? First here. 30, 33 games, player A batted 227, 352 OBP, 755 OPS, four homers, 22 RBI. That's player A. Player B's first 33 games, 233 average, 373 OBP, 841 OPS, six homers, 21 RBIs. Player A, Jim Tomei, 2003, his first 33 games as a Philadelphia Philly.
1: Which were worse than the player B's
2: first Player B games is Bryce Harper. Very clearly. Both two players coming off of, or coming into the city, getting massive contracts. One was 32, one is 26. Am I worried about Bryce Harper? No, I'm not worried Didn't about Jim Bryce Didn't Jim Tomei Harper. have like 47 home runs he that the year? He ended 47 and 131. Yeah, so chill out. Yeah, let's all just <laughs> relax on Bryce.
1: <laughs> and those numbers are better. Bryce had a better first 33 games than Tomei.
0: Yep. I love it. Yep. All right. Now,
2: uh, what's funny is that if I went to 35 games from Tommy, it was up to
0: 254.
2: No. Like he had the two <laughs> monster. He had back to back like three hit perfect games. Perfect
1: spot. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, You know, I got. Did it. you have more? You got no, more? No, I got one more. Oh, okay.
2: Um, I'm just thinking about this a lot. I think the the best plan of action for the Phillies going forward this season is to trade for Madison Baumgartner. Yes. Have if he if you have Madison Baumgartner Fixing or, or filling the Velasquez slash Pavetta spot. Whole oh, buddy. The staff is incredible. And if you move those guys to the bullpen well, you can then get the bullpen gets even too. better. I know. Trade for both of them. So like, like them. if you can get if you can get both of those guys and then you move Pavetta and Velasquez to the bullpen. You have two guys who can come in and throw 98-ish out of the pen. Oh, and buddy. you have Bumgarner. Phil, oh, buddy. I mean, 229 ERA without the Velasquez starts. and, and, and That would be eight starts yeah. instead of 10 starts. Like, ju- just the makeup of the team. So, if you have a Bumgarner in that rotation, two guys that throw almost 100 out of the bullpen at the deadline, you add in, like, a Will Smith as another lefty to go with Adam Morgan, and you have the deepest lineup in the NL,
1: we're talking World Series. Folks. I love it. I love it. We're talking World Series. I like it. All right, my two final thoughts. Neither has anything to do with the Phillies, so I'm happy yours always. Yours did. Yeah, I always go outside the box. Uh, my first is a thought. My second is a stat. The thought, I, I hope you saw it. You see Chris Paddocks uh, against uh, Pete Alonso the other night?
2: Uh, I heard. So
1: he did the move, and I, I've never seen a pitcher do this, and it was awesome. He did the move where after he threw the pitch, he got the ball back, and he just stood on the mound, ready to pitch, waiting for Pete Alonso to get ready. Like, just stood there, staring, waiting, waiting. The second Pete Alonso, Got in the box 95 mile per hour, fastball high. Alonso swings yeah, I right Yeah,
2: I saw him do it to Conforto
1: That was awesome. Like that, that I'm guessing hitters hate it. Yeah. When you hate do it. It. I'm sure they hate it. That was badass. Chris Paddock is the man. If
2: there's big if, fan. If there's any like hitters hate being sped up more yep. than anything. I mean, he
1: just stood there. It was awesome. Like staring him down, just staying there, just waiting. I was I already like Chris Paddock because of the numbers and watching him pitching that, but like I'm I'm all in on Chris Paddock. That guy's
2: yeah, awesome. I traded him on draft day. Oh, man. But I got Josh Hader back, and he's yeah. a bonus keeper. So.
1: Yeah, but no. I'm dra- rather a paddock. All right. Uh, other final thought, just because I saw this and I thought it was wild. And it's really, uh, as much in anything, an example of where we are in baseball today, but obviously the perfect player for it. Not so if you saw this. Joey Gallup. Yeah. Becomes the first player in Major League history to hit his 100th home run, 100th career home run for his 100th career single. Yeah. 100 career homers, 93
2: singles. I. St- I still think <laughs> I think I st- I still think Joey Gallus thinks. I don't care what anyone says. He's been great this I year. I know. And by the way, man, imagine if we could have traded Vince Velasquez for him in 2016. Oh yeah, buddy. Mm.
1: Sad. It is sad. What he would do in this park. Oh my
2: god. I mean,
1: <laughs>
2: Titanic shots. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh we'll be back. I was about to say on Monday.
2: No, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll
1: be back on No, we will be back on Monday. It was right I this did, time. Yeah, we're
2: back on Monday. I- we should just stop doing this All podcast. All right, we're going to stop saying days. Yeah, we'll be back soon.
1: We'll be back the day that we're always back. We'll talk to Danny Spritz himself. Seltzer. Yeah, that's so
2: bad.
0: It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits.